0: This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by our Bannermen, Lord Jason of House Ross, Lady Amanda of House Richardson, Lord Adam the Young Bull of House Parker, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, Sandy the Dragon, Blood of Queen Daenerys, and Lady of Jameson, Lord Brett of House Fry, Sir David of House Fraser, Lord Nelson of the Long Isle, Sir Joshua of House Ross, Lady Liz of House Hendricks, Sir Matthew of House Perry.
1: of ice and fire podcast i am sir matt
0: the bud knight and i am sir ezra the watchful welcome to our song of ice and fire book club today we are into aria 4 of a clash of kings and in our maester study we will be discussing yoren yeah as back on the king's
1: road with aria um a lot happens in this chapter uh the pace picks up quite a bit. You know, these past two weeks have been a little slower, right? Yeah. You know, a little, a uh, little, <laughs> a little more chill. Well, things heat up uh, in this in this week's episode, uh, and then, um, to say the least, I guess yeah. is the easiest way to say it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it, this is good. I mean, I, I, um, I think I said this last week, and I'll say it again. I, I I've been kind of sprinting ahead just because I have got this. Uh, I, I, I'm so. I'm into so many different theories right now. I wish people knew how many docs I had going, uh, you know, things I got the master doc going with like um, things that are happening in the North and then where we're going into winds of winter. Uh, I've got other theories, green dreams pulled up. I've been on a real big, like you go through these moments where like, I'm just, I'm in, I'm locked in. I'm thinking about the series a lot more. Uh, and I don't know. Just, uh, it just happens naturally. Like as different fandoms kind of, you know, up and go the ebb and flow. Uh it, here I am, and and I'm like I'm like almost midway through right now Clash of Kings, just in, in, in reading ahead, and so it's great, it is great, and it is mm-hmm. just good to be, you know, uh, in these chapters that have this much energy, you know, and and we're talking about Yorn later, and uh, pour one out, man. I mean, it's just like, ah, uh, I can't. It's it's just good stuff, and I'm excited. Uh, also, I'm excited if if we can, we're gonna jump into uh, you know some small council here real quick. Uh, as is, uh, you know, I, I, I'm moving. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm moving. I'm finding me a little, a little spot. I think we mentioned this over on uh, our hyperspace podcast, but it is time for me to upgrade the internet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of think mm-hmm. it's like, like the old King, you know, uh, when he kind of, uh, built the King's road and, and, uh, you know, r- really making the upgrades.
1: Yeah, hey, it's great. No, it's great, man. Uh, yeah, and next week we're gonna be doing Ravens Nest. We're gonna see if Ez is gonna be there or not. <laughs> he might be walking around his his new place uh, as as we're doing that. But we're gonna do that at a noon Pacific time, which is three Eastern time, and I can let everybody else do the math. Uh, for that, we are doing the Hedge Night. Right, the uh, the attorney at uh, Ashford Meadow there with uh, Sir Duncan the Tall. First time we've actually done a Ravens Nest on Duncan Egg material. Uh, we talk about it enough, and I think it's going to be really fun. A lot of people have been messaging us so far saying can't wait for that. So that is going to be the episode next week.
0: All right. So um,
1: as other than moving, anything else going on, man? You got any news or anything?
0: Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, no, I mean. Trying to think what else might be going on. I mean, I'm uh, just, yeah, uh, well, I mean, well, we're coming up on spring break and we've got the cons coming and all that good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so that's going to be exciting. Um, making gains back to that. Mm-hmm. So feeling good there. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, just still in good spirits, still on a high, and it just feels good. So, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Can't complain. Yeah, looking forward to Ice and Fire Con. Uh, six weeks.
1: I uh, got our tickets I need to get my uh, hotel room or you know uh, I'll, I'll I'll dial it in there hopefully it's not shut down with coronavirus right yeah. I mean that's shutting down all kind of conventions I highly doubt it but I mean you never know so right yeah uh, yeah plane tickets right now are pretty cheap too so I need to I need to get on I need to get on that so um, all right, man well I guess we can go ahead and uh, dive on over and talk a little bit to uh, about Yorin in and our master study and then get started with the chapter. So, uh, Jorin, uh, you know, he he's he's the guy who is leading Arya through the Kingswood. He's a brother of the Night's Watch, um, a recruiter or wandering crow. Right. Uh, he travels around um, kind of going to all of these different keeps, all of these different places, getting people um, to take them. You know, it goes to cells. Right. When we first see him, he's in King's Landing. He meets Eddard Stark, brings him some news. Right. About his uncle, uh, about uh, his brother Benjen. uh, And then he's taking some people back and he's actually a big deal. I mean, he Ned Stark. Right. uh, He saves Arya. Right. So he certainly has kind of maybe possibly a favoritism for the Starks there because he knows that Ned's been, um, you know, decent to the Night's Watch. One of probably the only, um, you, you know, one of the only lords to really feel like the night's watch is uh you know deserving of of supplies and, and and things like that so um we see him here he's kind of a rough tough kind of a guy you know as we see today he doesn't really put up with a lot of other people's crap um and then there is that really cool moment in the uh in the show it's a little bit different you know in the show compared to the, in the book but Arya, uh he, he, you know when when ned stark's about to be headed he looks to he he looks to uh Yorin there and he says uh Baylor and then that's how Yoren sees Arya and then grabs her to to kind of to kind of save her there so um
0: yeah okay yeah i dude i i i'll edit this i have no idea i i now i can hear you like when you stop talking i can hear when, okay. when you start going i i it just it huh. turns to crackle what huh Like if you were to start talking now and just keep going, it would just turn to crackle. It did this last Hmm. time too, and I don't, I don't know what the change is. I don't know. Hmm. Is this just? I mean, like what? Like right now, as when you're talking slow, but when you start talking fast, it just turns to like like just cringly crackle, and I can't even hear you.
1: Huh. Well, let me try. Maybe it's my headphones. I don't know. I haven't. Okay. Let me. I'm just gonna disconnect my Bluetooth and then reconnect it and see if. Okay. See if that does something. What the fuck? What do my out. <laughs> okay dun dun
0: dun 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 dun
1: Okay, you there, as? Yeah, yeah, yep. Hmm, I don't know.
0: Yeah, um, let's. Uh, and again, I'll edit all this out. But uh, just give me some. Oh, uh, just tell me what you were just talking about, and then I'll, we can. Okay. I'll see. I'll see if that crackling comes back. Okay, I think what it was is maybe
1: my Bluetooth on my Mac just switched on, and so maybe it was like be trying to be pulled from multiple. Like, oh, okay. Places or something. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's, that could be because it I, sounds great now. It sounds great. Yeah, that, that could be the only thing I could think of. Was maybe my max Bluetooth was like, oh, I want to steal that or something. Yeah, because it's know.
0: not crackling at all. It's perfect. Yeah, it's good. Hmm. OK. Um. Uh, OK, so. Right. So
1: with your in the show, um, you know, we see that Ned Stark looks at him. Right as he's about to be headed and says Baylor, And then that's how mm. uh, Arya gets saved in the show. There's that extra little bit, you know, maybe that was something Gur intended or maybe uh, something he thought about later to add in, into the show. Or maybe there's just something that they thought would be an easy way to do it or or kind of give Ned Stark, a, uh, you know, a kind of a saving moment there um, yep. for, for Arya, which I've always thought is cool. I've always thought that that's, that's, it's a tiny little two second clip in the show but it's your i mean you know, that's so yeah. he's kind of uh he is kind of this this you know third you know char- party character here this actually ex- you know this uh side character that has some I mean, pretty significant stuff going on he is this, um hard grim guy and just travels around yeah right collecting people for the cells
0: yeah yeah I, I i like i'm with you i i really really like that that they added this in one uh it's one for eddard stark but then also for yoren like i think it's just huge for both of those characters to give them a moment where you know they're going to take Arya and, and at least save her and there's something that you with with your last breath or your last words you can save someone and then even you know uh yoren having that type of respect uh the, the whole way as they're mar- these first several uh aria chapters they're he's covering for her you know i mean like the number of times they like listen to the audiobook, boy, like they're calling him boy this, boy that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really hammering home more for Arya, I think, than himself. He's reminding her, you have to stay. Without saying anything, he's reminding her, you have to stay undercover. You know, don't forget to make water elsewhere, the whole thing. And uh, it's, it's pretty interesting. I actually just came to a chapter later on where you know the boys kind of figure it out like um, among 30 plus it's you don't really you' know keeping track of who's pissing where and what's going on but you know when it when they dwindle down uh, it'll become more obvious so yeah it, it's not that hard to figure out that she's a girl and he's really taking a risk here and, and making sure that uh, that she's okay and he's awesome he's just a really cool dude you know and I was mm-hmm. I was reading some of his wiki here and it's sort of like he it's his his shoulder injury. Um, that made it impossible for him to fight anymore, and I kind of forgot that. I didn't really realize that because he's still a boss. I mean, uh, like like the number in this chapter, the number of people that he takes on he's he's not taking he's not taking anything from anybody. Okay, he is a member of the Nights Watch, and it's just like he's a big deal, and he knows that the Nights Watch that we take no part. Like he just feels like he's at the core of that, you know, and he's the he is uh, a representative of the Night's Watch down here in the kingdom. So he has to be a hard, you know, guy. And he also has to, he just, a, he fits. He really fits. Um, but I kind of thought, man, he has a shoulder injury, a twisted shoulder. And yet he's just sort of why they send him down to recruit. Um, but he's still a real hardened uh, guy and definitely no slouch with a sword. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you know, and uh, it's, again, you know, you know, sometimes how we talk, you know, sometimes we talk about when you look at certain characters the people that kind of help them become who they are towards the end of the series mm-hmm. uh you know we talk about Arya we talk oh you know really it's like Serio Pharrell, and then Jaqen but uh, Yoren i think in there a little bit is is somebody that that's helped shaped her character as you look at who she is towards the end of it right mm-hmm. um she and then obviously the Hound as well but Yoren i think teaches her a little bit about you know Serio teaches her about fighting um and, and some survival stuff but i think Yorin does as well i think i think yoren uh teaches her almost a little bit how to be um i guess smart it's like some you know common sense stuff but stuff that you know you wouldn't know if you were mm-hmm. uh like somebody like sansa who doesn't tra- sansa doesn't travel the road i mean we don't ever really see that kind of scenario with sansa where she's out just um wandering around but yeah um, I mean, imagine, imagine. You know, Arya has a little bit of that training with Yorin that that somebody like that you know wouldn't have if they were put thrown into that kind of situation.
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly. There's a lot that she's learning just by being in this situation, but then also uh, this whole column being you know headed by Yorin is is a big deal, and I think it's um it's it's helpful to her. You know, he um, it's it's also kind of fitting too. Like Arya is when you think about Arya and Sansa and the paths that they take you know and where they learn you know sansa learns in like the palace or the castle or whatever her character develops there and that's where she wants to be and arya wanted to be on the road and wanted to be and like like imagine if they had this have been switched and sansa would have had to go on the road you know what i'm saying like like they're mm-hmm. it's interesting that that's the way george took them and that they develop in sort of the really what they what they wanted what they thought you know arya thinks um Often about adventure and and going west of west and that whole thing right and not being called a lady, uh and so when you get out there though it's harder than you think and there are moments where she confides in hot pie and stuff and and, and, and kind of says you know yeah I'm also afraid uh, but yet then thinks back to Cereal pharrell looks to Yoren and is is developed and then later on we'll get to the Hound but yeah she's developed along. Out here under the stars and on the road, and Sansa is going through that same type of um, harshness uh, and transformation, but in the castle next to her prince, who she dreamed about. So I guess it's sort of like what you uh, think—that innocence that they thought when they when they think of going out and taking a sword and fighting. You know, um, they really get to go see what that's what all this is like, and it ends up not being exactly what it was what they thought it was going to be or how it was laid out in their stories or songs. So kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, yeah, it is. It is uh, just looking at all the, all the people's, everyone's development right throughout the series. Even John, I'd say, um, you know, you look at John, he wants to go be a ranger. Well, he finally gets his chance and it's, it's pretty rough uh, being a ranger. It's not like, Oh, you're just out there like your uncle Benjamin and hearing the stories of being a ranger of the, of the night's watch uh i mean you you get out there and then wow you 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 find a girl and you don't really want to kill her and then she you know you end up kind of falling in love with her and all this stuff and it's
0: yeah it's the
1: the stark the stark children all kind of go through that
0: mm-hmm. yeah 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 for sure um so so i guess you really just to kind of tie this up here with with yoren like it's just a uh, yeah this is um aria has respect for him it's someone else who she's going to learn something from and it's just really neat to see the respect that he has for the starks and that he is trying to take this lady home, uh, back to mm-hmm. back to Winterfell and doing it under hey, secret. He,
1: he is a servant of the realm, right? Yeah. And this is this this is the right thing to do in the realm, kind of regardless of uh regardless of politics. Uh, I mean so I mean it's not Arya's fault. Arya didn't Arya didn't do anything in King's Landing, he's just taking her back home.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay.
1: All right. Well, uh, let's move on over to the reread. Last week we were in John Two, where John was helping invest, uh, helps investigate White Tree, the fourth abandoned wildling village they have encountered. Lord Commander Gior Mormont dispatches John with a report for Samuel Tarly to send back to Castle Black. After a short talk with Sam, John returns to Mormont to discuss his how his uncle might have reacted to the abandoned village. This week we're in Arya Four. Last time we were with Arya, Arya and the others have abandoned the King's Road to avoid the gold cloaks. As they travel west, they come across a burned village. When Arya goes to make water in the forest, she runs into a wolf pack, which scares her. She reports this to Joran, who laments that they should have taken a ship instead. Probably a good idea, Mm -hmm. given what happens uh, today. So this week, Arya 4. Arya and the others decide to spend the night in the holdfast of an abandoned town on the southern shores of the God's Eye. That night, Lannister raiders, led by Sir Armory Lork, uh, arrive to demand that they open the gates. When Yorin refuses, a fight breaks out. As the battle turns against them, Yorin orders Arya to get the survivors out through an escape tunnel in the Burning Barn. Before escaping, Arya throws an axe into the three criminals um, trapped in their wagon. Which uh, is a huge deal later uh, as we as as we go as we go forward here. So uh, there we go. The river was burning green uh, or excuse me. The river was blue green ribbon shining in the morning sun. Reeds grew thick in the shallows along the banks, and Arya saw a water snake skimming across the surface, ripples spreading up behind it uh, as it went. Overhead, a hawk flew in lazy circles. It seemed a peaceful place until Kos spotted the dead man. There, in the reeds, he pointed, and Arya saw it, the body of a soldier, shapeless and swollen. His sodden green cloak had hung on a rotten log, and a school of tiny silver fishes were nibbling at his face. I told you there were bodies. Lamy announced, "I could taste them in that water." <laughs> when Joran saw the corpse, he spat. Dauber, see if he's got anything worth the taking: mail, knife, a bit of coin, what have you. So that's how our scene opens here this week. Uh, starting to see
0: some of the war-torn countryside here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we are. And um, you know something that was interesting. You know how like like George sort of gets us to to almost hyper. Analyze, and every time we see the word others or the others, we're sort of like, Oh, you know, like look out. Um, I as you're reading that, you know, how like I think two or three times you heard the word read, you know, or mm-hmm. the reads, and uh, I just thought it was kind of interesting that we are in a place, you know, the Isle of Faces is out there in the center of this, it's a place where Hal and Reed, you know, once uh traveled to uh around that time of the. Attorney at Harrenhal, uh, when he when he came of age, right? He was going there, uh, and I, just, I thought it was interesting. I uh, just that the mention of because you don't have to mention the reeds that that are uh, you know around this um, body of water. Of course, they're there, but it's funny that they're mentioned. So sorry, that's just. <laughs> and, no, it's no, it's great because you know at we,
1: House Reed, we don't know where it is, right? Yeah. We, we don't, yeah. we don't know, and I'm sure there are people that have looked at this and said. Oh, you know, uh is it possible? What's going on there? You know, um I'm gonna pull up the uh, Reddit uh there's the there's a on the Reddit there is a Song of Ice and Fire reread and they this is like their I think they're on their third or fourth reread of this. Mm-hmm. So they analyze the chapters and then analyze su have super analyzed the chapters. And I'm gonna look yeah. up real quick here. Um, if they have, uh, commented about that in the, in the, in the podcast. Yeah. Just just in
0: general, you know, because actually I've been kind of, um, as I said, sprinting ahead and looking at some of the, uh, stuff that they talk about, uh, just in regards to the God's eye here and, and this body of water and then maybe, uh, the possibility of boats and, and images that are seen out over the water and around it. And it all just makes you think that there's something really, uh, fishy going on there uh yeah and and makes you think of hall and reed and and everything so Mira reed telling that story to bran about uh chronic men who who went to the isle of faces before going to the tourney of, Her- of Heron hall so just mm-hmm. again it's only two it's only two or three times it's said right there i think it's three but um and it's just sort of like wow all right here we go george i see what you're doing you know he's he's got a story uh to weave but uh, let's see. So yeah, they, they, these uh, these dead men, and this is actually another thing too that Arya keeps encountering. And and Hot Pie, you know, at one point she says that, uh, like, she warns him of like dead men that that are you know coming up, so he doesn't uh, quote shit his pants, uh, <laughs> because like it's it's kind of scary for these for these youngsters to come across these um rotting dead bodies. So I don't know, it's just a lot for them to kind of kind of handle. And it's 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 war. It's just this war torn. Uh, area, And we know that the mountain and his men and, and the Lannisters uh, are, are running through here, t- burning, uh, pillaging, doing all sorts of, you know, crazy things. And it just sucks because it, it's not even that they're running from the fr- from these gold cloaks uh, or from the Queensmen. It's it's also just that you, you're trying to avoid war. And I know Yoren kind of goes into it with this confidence of like, hey, we're of the Night's Watch. We 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 take no part. That doesn't matter. They don't care. I mean, it's it's also sort of like it's war, so we're not going to be held, I guess, when, when war breaks out, these crimes can get overlooked or people can bend the rules a little bit and they think, well, I'm not going to be reprimanded uh, too hardly or too harshly because of this and I can just chalk it up to, um, you know, some miscalculation or, or just, you know, whatever it may be uh, during this time of war, so... Yeah. You know, wow. Some interesting
1: stuff here. I just I just pulled up on this um, on this Reddit. And, you know, this is the thing when people people have broken this stuff down c- because we've had so long. Right. Yeah. To wait that people have, anal- I, you know, are we overanalyzing it sometimes, <laughs> I, I think? And the answer is, of course, obviously not. Yeah. But <laughs> but it is interesting. So there's I mean, there's there's just a there's a. Uh, there's just uh, similar passages these people are in this in this Reddit here. They're pointing out similar passages, even that stuff right there. Um, you know, his sodden green cloak had hung on a rotten log and a school of tiny silver fishes were nibbling at his face. I guess there's a similar passage in Theon one. Uh, Lord Swain had rebuilt it in stone for now, a small square uh, keep crowned the hill. Pale green flags droop from the uh, squat corner towers, each emblazoned with a uh, shoal of silvery fish um it says there's other references to confuse sigils and banners right so it, even mm-hmm. when even when gurus is, is saying that right it's oh these are you know these connections he has to these tiny little houses it's just interesting stuff that he does in his world building yeah um sometimes where you where you you know you know oh um uh, you see a f- fish nibbling on somebody from another uh somebody from another house you know that's like that's dead or whatever and and they're in the river lands right and so it's like oh the river it's just it's all just really interesting stuff
0: right um yeah it's it's like sept and marybold they'll be kind of talking about the idea that you have these broken men and you sort of see uh remnants of this like these people who have gone to war that's why that's what i mean like this is not the last time that they're going to see well first or last time that they've seen hanging men dead men bad you know war torn banners uh you know torn up or splintered or, or whatever, laying in water. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sort of that, that theme. And it's, it's, it's sort of common, it's a commonality, right. In these different regions where war is taking place. That's just something that we see uh, in war and, and making connections. And then, yeah, you, you start to hyper-focus uh, focus on it and you still, <laughs> you start to see which, uh, which, which banners are, are torn. And, and as you say, which like fish nibbling on, on who, on, on the banner, you know, this guy who's draped in some banner from some minor house and yeah it's that's it's next level it's next level <laughs> mm-hmm. it is which is awesome it is okay um yeah so as
1: well yeah so they're yeah they're going around and they're talking about um you, you know just uh, that's the that's the god's eye right with the the river flowing south just kind of telling us where we are mm-hmm. uh, and basically they're talking about hey we're going to go to heron hall yeah Yep, and this is where we get Hot Pie's uh, eyes got wide. There's ghosts in Harrenhal. You're in, you're in spat, there's for your ghosts. And then Arya starts to remember a little bit of the old stories, that are the, the, the stories that old Nan used to tell her. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, evil King Harren walled himself up inside, so Aegon unleashed his dragons and turned the castle into a pyre. Nan said that fiery spirits still haunted the blackened towers. Sometimes men went uh, to sleep safe in their beds and were found dead in the morning, all burnt up. Pop uh, Hall man there's go I do believe there's ghosts there I think mm-hmm. you know there we got we got dragons and we got oh yeah uh, dire Wolfs and others and I think there's ghosts and there's obviously a lot we talked about uh, we did an episode on you know the sh- the and shield if you mm-hmm. go back to our, our Christmas episode not last this year but the year before the year before yeah um and the uh the lady right um you know lady lost and the lostons used to yeah. control that and they had a bat as their sigil and they some people thought she was a vampire
0: yeah you're right there's yeah yeah
1: i mean there's like, like there's, a, yeah. there's a lot
0: different powers and things yeah yeah and it's and it's obvious
1: it's obviously cursed uh, as you go there and so then our, um Arius, we start thinking arya starts thinking well maybe if we do go there i'd be safe because you know I could, i'm a stark and then we could we could get north that way i could i could reveal myself
0: yeah well she she mentions um lady went a little bit and just even hoping that the young girl who they have with them the, the girl who cries a lot um and, and eventually they'll name weasel right uh mm-hmm. that maybe she can be she, she could be taken in uh by lady went or something at heron at hall yeah uh yeah yeah and there's isn't there there's a
1: um... There's a family connection, isn't there, between the Wentz and the Starks? I think there is, like an older an older family connection.
0: There might be, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm pretty Um, I know right now she's more like like focused on on the idea that um that, that Harrenhal Lady Went, uh it, like just the relationship to River Run and her what would be her grandfather, you know, and things like that. Um Yeah. So like later on, you know, um, River Run. That, that that uh Lord Paramount of the Trident will be yes. will be passed over to Heron Hall uh through through Peter Baelish and stuff. So but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lady Manisa. Lady Manisa Went
1: um uh marries Hoster Tully. Okay. Who yeah, so there is there is a loose, you know, family connection there between well, between Arya, I guess, on her mom's side yeah. and and the Wents.
0: Cool. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so she's hoping that yeah, that kind of connection will will help her out. And yeah, and you just don't. Now that you're in the Riverlands too, you're it's it's it is divided. And the one thing that we find out um, later on with Tyrion is that you're going to have a River Lord who does you know come to meet with Tyrion to kind of say, "Hey, I'm staying loyal." So it's like which of those minor lords are looking to make um, to side with the Lannisters and and get promoted in that region, hoping they can out out. Uh, like like uh, out outweigh their I'm sorry outweigh the, the the war or whatever and then once it's over if they've shown loyalty like it's just picking the right side, you know so that's something I, that I think Arya is going to learn along the way too is that uh it's a it's, it's hard to kind of tell right like like this is a chance where we, if you were to get your hands on Arya and you knew you had Arya what would you do I mean are you going to do you think King Rob has a chance or is it more like well the Lannisters are. Are are proven they have King's Landing. I'm going to give her over there. You know, it's that whole thing. It puts puts that lord or lady in a spot where they have to decide what to do. They have with Arya. They yeah, yeah. And I think that's that might be one of the
1: that if you go back to if you go back to the the, the chapters where Tyrion is at the Eyrie and the Vale. It's almost like Liza Aaron's like I don't want your war here. Don't bring don't bring your don't bring your war to my. You know this that's yet your thing. I just
0: want to stay out of it hmm yeah yeah so that's actually yeah, a, I, i'm sorry i didn't realize that's actually a really big connection uh to, to house Tully. so that's you know house for Tully. yeah As yeah you say. It's, yeah
1: it's yeah i mean it's it's certainly something something of significant i mean it's not like it, it's not like they're in the seat of power or something or if it's
0: yeah but there, there's at least a tie there and there you, you know that it's, right it's yeah yeah so and, and house house went should be you know if they if they're to see Hoster Tully's granddaughter i mean then yeah you're going to turn her over to the right people you you would think yeah i mean certainly they're tied to the the Tullies
1: would be more where they'd be they'd be viewing that uh, that con- that connection there so yeah. um anyway so Arya's is, is, uh thinking about uh going back and she's thinking about um she, she's thinking about those connections to Harrenhal Hall there uh, then they start to um, start moving right that's when they start to pass some abandoned cottages uh untended fields to find um that the town you know deserted that they go to uh which Arya. that's when Arya starts to wonder what scared all these people away right mm-hmm. yeah i mean yeah and this is when yoren decides okay it's time to uh split up and we need to start searching this this town here mm-hmm.
0: yeah gonna have to you gonna have to have a careful look around right yeah yeah,
1: and and so so they're they're searching they're searching around the town. Um, and this again, this is where we're starting to get it's it's war torn. Uh, the, the Rob and and Joffrey's war is uh, it's really tearing into the countryside here, and that's what I, that's something I I like that you get with the Arya chapters in general is you get as she and then even later with the Hound is traveling around, and we actually get to see the impact of the war outside of just the uh, like with with the Catlin chapters which are Rob um, you know where you see like in the in the camps right and then the battles but now you get how does this actually affect the the, the people, the individuals these little these little inns and towns they stop at
0: Yeah and, and I want to say something that's kind of obvious but I mean it's since it's a reread I think we might as well talk about it a little bit because um, you can kind of look look ahead here but the the mountain and his men and the things that they're doing, in this region are, are terrible. And so that is really why people are like, I, like when you hear a rumor like that, or you hear that, um, it's, it's funny because later on, um, you know, I yield, uh, when you say I yield, it doesn't always mean that they're going to take you in. (laughs) And, and, and even if they do, uh, it's only for a certain time and you will be tortured for information. Uh, so it's like, yeah, if you, if you hear that, that the village just South of you, there are no survivors. You know, and there, anybody who did get away is saying they, they killed us all. I mean, they, they, they would just try to kill anybody that they could. It um, didn't matter, you know, um, whether we were willing to give them our crops or give them quarter or whatever. Nothing. It, it Just, you know. So I think that's one of the reasons, too, why people are rushing off so quickly and trying to get uh, to... Yeah, you, know, you know, like I, well, we read uh, at the end of Game of Thrones, and then even at the beginning of this, that some of those those River lords who went back home, they found that like everything was burned up, and that their people, that the small folk uh, who they wanted to protect, had all been killed, or, or or you know had run off, and so yeah, that's what we're seeing here with with Arya, and uh, I guess it's just yeah, don't don't think that we can just yield and that we're going to be tr- you know treated fairly. Another thing I'd like to mention is, you know, there. A part of this, and again, I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I have to wonder, and I'll come back to this, and maybe people can think about this when we get to the next Aria chapter, we can kind of, I'll make a note here to remind myself to talk about this more, but Beric Dondarrion and this Brotherhood Without Banners, are they causing more problems than they are solving problems? Yeah, like, well... <sighs> I don't know you know I, and I think it's I think it's okay I, I mean we can, we can I
1: think it's kind of okay to just op- have an open discussion about the whole chapter and it's it's fine if we kind of get to the end I mean we we read the summary and this is kind of a reread for a lot of people yeah. Um. you know as as we know basically they go into a tower the Lannister men approach and then the Lannister men said, you said you guys need to come out and Jorin says hey I've got the, I've got the black flag can't you see it and they say that could be the black flag of the Dundarians. yeah Yep. Right. Uh, and that's basically what starts the fight. And, you know, we can get into all that. But yeah, I mean, I'm with you because here you have a neutral side in the Night's Watch. And, you know, for uh, this chapter, for me, a lot of what I take away actually has to revolve around uh, the Night's Watch, kind of less than than Arya, I guess, um, because it it's really it's, it's just interesting that. To see people's viewpoints on the Night's Watch, it seems like obviously people in the North have a little more respect for them. Uh, people in the South think, you know, oh, they just they're up there and they fight grumpkins and snarks, and it's just you know, it's just the people that go up there are prisoners and and all of this stuff. Um, but they should be neutral. Like you should just let them go. Why? Why would you? Why would you really want to kill a member of the Night's Watch? Mm-hmm. I mean, just hey like who who cares and i get that we've got our orders and i think more so it's just you know when you're out in the middle of the countryside and there's and you're got a bigger group you can kind of just yeah you can kind of just do whatever you want right well, like we see that we yeah. see that later we see that later with um um the guy the guy Arya kills who takes his sword who mm-hmm. kills who kills Lamy um yeah. Uh, that I'm blanking on his name right now, but you know when he's like he's when he's having that conversation with the Hound, he's like, "These are the king's colors. No one's gonna mess with us." Yeah, yeah. right. And uh, first of all, who's actually out there protecting the peace? <laughs> I mean, I mean, so you just run around do whatever you want. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's the Night's Watch, and then <laughs> you know the sad thing is that uh, really is you finally actually have a decent group of men that would be going to the Night's Watch and Hot Pie and, and all these people had they actually made it to the night's watch. You know, Arya gets dropped off, but Gendry and Hot Pie and Lamy, and all these guys are actually like they're 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 not half bad people.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh they've got some camaraderie going. But yep.
0: like they actually would have been a good addition. Yes. <laughs> to yes. the night's
1: watch. And yes. now they lose them.
0: I know. Yeah, that's actually a really good point and I think that's what is sort of tragic. I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking later on um you know, like Arya really takes the loss of, of Lamy and, the, and others, like, I mean, to heart, like it's, she traveled with them, although they picked on each other, different things, you know, all you had to do is, I mean, put hot pie in his place for a second. He's sort of like, all right, I'm good. You know, I, I was, I was just pretending to be tough and you know, like it, they're, they're comical. And I love how the show, you know, I, I love, uh, the characters that were, you know, cast there, the actors and, um, I, th- I think it's great. I, before I forget to mention it, though, I want to mention one thing. You talked about these guys just being out, roaming around, uh, free to do what they want. I also think the Mountain knows, and maybe even Tywin Lannister knows, the same thing that Arya keeps repeating that Serio Pharrell told her, uh, which is that fear cuts deeper than swords. And it is, its there is a fear among the Riverlands because the Mountain is loose. And he is just a... a just this, you know, rabid dog just doing whatever he wants. And that fear is causing villages to, they don't have to do much, really. You know, I mean, they're fleeing. They're they're getting out of there. You hear that these guys are even coming close. You're gone. And you're leaving precious items behind for the taking. You're putting up no resistance. So that fear cuts deeper than swords, you know, is something that Arya often repeats. And I think it's something that they, that they know and that they are actively using against the Riverlands. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean that yeah, that's what they do- they're out there burning the riverlands villages so that the, it, it forces the riverlands to you maybe want to withdraw. It's, it it causes them, it causes the people to be like, "Hey, you know, maybe we should surrender or whatever. Our villages are suffering because of your war." Mm-hmm. Um all all that kind of stuff that you, that you get into there um with that. And then Barrick and then as you said Barrick and
0: Darian out there, does he is he even getting a jo- the job done? I don't. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I go back and forth. Like, I guess as I, as I was reading some of these, I thought, dang, man, like now, once you get to those chapters, you're like, all right, let's go. Like, these guys are awesome. This is cool. But and they're just this ragtag of, of um, you know, I don't know, rebels, I guess. Rebel lords, if you want to call them that. And but it just sucks because everyone right now, they're so elusive and they're so well hidden that small folk who have no idea who they are are being tortured for information on them. They have no clue who this lightning lord is. And this is not even his region, but he's trying to fulfill, you know, bring the mountain to justice, which was, you know, Eddard Stark commanded him to do, which I think is badass and and awesome. But, uh, yeah, it does seem to be, I don't know, they're they're not winning right now. And it's Hmm. a lot of people are getting hurt and uh, it, it sort of sucks. So, yeah. OK, well, I have, I have some notes here as I want to I uh, just yeah.
1: do, and do and just doing some connections here to some of the other chapters we've read. So um, in the past uh, three chapters, right, Aria, John and Danny uh, have I found this interesting. I was just kind of going back over. Yeah, I, sometimes you you go. Sometimes I go I go back. Right. yeah it's fine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe uh, recycle some of this stuff. Um, so. You know, a a common theme so far has been the comet, where the comet doesn't show up in this in this week's chapter, Mm -hmm. uh, which is one of the I think I think it's the first chapter that the comet hasn't been mentioned. Um, But John, Danny and Aria in all of their last three chapters come across an abandoned village or an abandoned town. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's kind of that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it is. Uh, You know, so Danny uh, decides, oh, we need to stay here. Right. Mm so so, so she can so we can we can rest up Uh, they all kind of trust their instincts about about this town they're at john john um says you know we need to i need to explore Mm -hmm. this this place right like more like not just you know uh you know we need to explore this more uh and aria you know they say oh we should stay in that hold fast and aria thinks that's a bad idea Mm -hmm. uh and it is so they're all kind of trusting their senses their intuition a little bit i mean is that
0: no, I think it's cool. I think it's really neat, you know, and it's like the, the the men of the and when you focus on the characters and what they decide to do, they are very different. Um, if you look at like just uh, in the village that Jon was at, some of the men of the Night's Watch wanted to stay. And, you know, but yet he's he and, and Jor are kind of like, ah, we got to move on. Um, And and then you do have Arya kind of like what she senses in this chapter are are the wolves and the warnings that she's sort of almost getting or feeling or sensing through them that danger is coming and we need to move on, press on. And it's just crazy because right. uh, they come up with a pretty good idea in this chapter. And I'm, I'm going to get to Danny in a second here, but the idea that they want to make ravs and maybe cross the God's eye and do something, you know, kind of radical like that. And darn it, if they shouldn't have just went ahead and done that, but Joran wants to we sw- wants to sleep on it uh, for a night. He thinks it's a, you know, decent. It's, it's an idea worth sleeping on. We should maybe consider it. And then as you say, yeah, Danny, uh, for a time, Knowing that there was a time to rest there and use the resources, uh, and and then and then uh, move on, and also not leave that spot, uh, risking danger though. By the way, all three are, are in a dangerous situation in those abandoned villages, and they're abandoned for a reason, um, and they all have to do with a war that is taking place uh, to to some degree. So,
1: yeah, yeah you know. Okay, so then, the, then the other thing is, you know, as as uh, kind of going on on their, they're all trusting their intuitions or whatever. Uh, as you just mentioned, Arya hears the the wolves, right? And that kind of caught that kind of. It's almost like the power of the wolf, right? Is yeah. is is what's kind of going through Arya there? And then John is talking about the weirwood tree, yeah, and kind of its power. And so there's just, I just think that's it's just interesting that you have these characters. Um, mm-hmm. Just how similar they are, really. If you if you really kind of break it down and start looking at these at these these past couple of chapters and how they're all oddly similar, yeah. But and, well, and going on at the same time,
0: yeah. And here's something another different, I guess, kind of connection. You start with Danny, and you think more of the reason those those places were abandoned. I mean, you could say some of the Dithraki, uh, you know, whatever went in, and she talks about the stolen statue, and so you can make a case that that was partially due to the Dothraki but why it hasn't been re-inhabited re-inhab- re, uh, uh, is, is due to the conditions to nature so you're fighting nature there in the desert lands you know and then with Arya it's it's uh you know you're fighting men men are fighting each other and then north of the wall uh I, you know there's uh there's something else going on like there's a fight against magic or the others or some power the up there you know right and really
1: and how it's how it's all it's they, they they come into these towns that are all essentially destroyed uh, with their enemies at, at the time. Right. The Night, Night's Watch being the others because the wildlings are obviously their enemy, too. But yet there's that third enemy up there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. then the, the Dothraki, which is at this point, Danny's biggest competitor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, Arya with with the Lannisters.
0: So It's just just odd how similar they all are. Yeah, it is. What I think it's, 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 we'll have to look for more of those connections too, I guess, across chapters where, you know, like uh, Sansa and Theon, um, you know, and then Catelyn as she moves around and and stuff like, yeah, what is it that, what's their conflict? What are, who are they actually, you know, uh, working against or what is keeping them or what's helping them develop as, as a character? Yeah, those are interesting connections actually. So I like it. I like it a lot. It's great. Um, Okay, so then, yeah. So basically,
1: uh, you know, as we kind of said here, they they do end up deciding to stay, right? uh, You know, in that Mm -hmm. um, in that tower, and then the the Lannister men show up, and uh, they they tell them to come out. Yorin basically gives them the middle (laughs) finger, uh, (laughs) and uh, and a fight breaks out. Is is uh, is is totally is totally what happens there. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and what do you think? I mean, so. Uh, it's it is kind of it's kind of well. Yoren doesn't decide to let those three out—the three that he had in you know in in chains or whatever, uh, locked up—and you wonder was that just uh, didn't have time or or didn't really think about it enough or you know because at that point you're in here with us and they've identified you guys as members of the Night's Watch and they're going to kill you too. You know why why doesn't he go? Does he know how dangerous they are? Is that sort of the thing? He just knows that. Um, these men will actually kill our own men to to escape, you know. Like I kind of thought about that because at the end of this, you know, Arya tosses the axe in and and they're freed. But um, that maybe there just wasn't time to kind of to kind of deal with it because the spear is thrown, you know, and somebody's impaled like almost right away. So maybe there just wasn't time to do it. But it seemed like they'd be good fighters. Yeah, I think it's. I think probably it's. He's more just focusing
1: on um, the survival of his men, and so he's. You know, he's trying to deal with quite a few things at the same time. Probably mostly, you need Arya. You need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. You
0: know, yeah. Uh, um,
1: yeah. And, and so, yeah, I, I. I don't know if it's. Oh, let's let these guys out, and so that they, they can, they can kill or what? Kill us or or they they kill us or whatever from the inside. Um. I mean, I essentially they would just they run out. I mean, I do, I am with you. I do think it would, it would be in their best benefit to let those guys out. That would certainly help.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. Just, I, I think the reason we like your so much though, is like the way he talks to Lorch is just, is, is hysterical. I mean, the way he kind of tells him, you know um, he's first, he's trying to give him his word that they're loyal, all this kind of stuff. And then, you know, he's like, come out of there and prove your loyalty. You're what you're a long ways from the North uh and and he just says s he spits and he says i don't think i will you know yeah. i just yeah, don't yeah don't yeah, think yeah. i will don't think uh, i'll do that yeah
1: and then the show does a great job the show does yeah. a really good this this scene in the show is is uh is done with very well it's not in a hold fast but it's just it's a little bit different out, in the, out there in the uh just in the on the mm-hmm. ground I i think if i'm just trying to remember correctly but um yeah it is similar and then when the fighting starts right <laughs> yeah uh, and and you've got and you've got people and you got Arya out there yelling Winterfell and you've got hot pie yelling hot pie it's, yeah. like, it's so ridiculous <laughs> it, it was awesome. it's awesome it's awesome just everyone's out there yelling stuff hot pie it's just like oh my <laughs> god
0: oh <laughs> uh, well yeah like he doesn't know what to yell so it's uh, it's awesome yeah, so
1: he he yells hot pie it's great it's great so yeah so they uh, Arya Ari tosses the Arya is the the axe there and that's kind of really how, how it ends they end up they end up uh they end up leaving leaving out of that tunnel and then the next time we come to them is when you know they, they're every, all hell is is done breaking loose and then we find them they're out kind of wandering around just as a as a tiny little group themselves so yeah um but
0: right uh, yeah yeah uh, here's something though I kind of wondered you know Jack and Hagar right is is in there and is the one yelling boy sweet boy Right, um, like begging to be let go. I mean, it's like, so, so when people kind of say, "Oh, they the you know uh, a faceless man could slip in and out of the black cells," could they? I, you know, I, it, you you see what I'm saying? Like, like it's sort of like, like because literally without Arya, I mean, Jacken's dead. So it's unless, hard to say unless, unless he's he waiting to for her to make that decision and it's prophesied, you know, you know, all this crazy stuff. But like, I mean, I don't know. Well, you see a lot of theories where they talk about that, how serial Pharrell still alive, the whole thing. Could somebody have slipped in there with Eddard Stark into the black cells? And it's like, I, with help, maybe if you're on the outside going in, but then to get somebody out being locked, I don't, I don't know. And maybe this is different because you're in a, um, this, this cage or whatever, and you're with these two other guys. I don't know. It just seems like, he's this master assassin, but can't get out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and did you, you know think... that that's where people go into the whole, you know, remember we, we brought that Jack in theory at like to basically say that, like maybe Jack wasn't Jack until like, at like there's a, uh, I don't know. Well, I'll have to pull that back up again, but there's, we, we kind of talked about how, when, when do we really see, when do we really meet Jack and Hagar, but
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it happens later. Yeah. <sighs> it's tough i think because part of part of me thinks that it's possible that they can't die right that maybe there's just some magic going on with the faceless men where people go and then they become faceless men and then the faces themselves has powers uh i've seen i've seen i've seen that argument online like like Arya essentially could put on Jacken's face right yeah Or, or or something uh can you can you use any face you want you have to take it it's there's it's so i mean we'll find out more eventually of course once winds of winter comes out if uh when's the winter comes out but i i think he probably could have gotten out of the cage yeah 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 i i maybe the maybe they serve the many face god Right, I mean, and and then they, they talk about well, the red god was owed this many lives, and so maybe they work with all the gods. I I've thought about that too with the the many faced god. Is that well, maybe they just serve all of them. Maybe they don't serve because anybody essentially could hire a faceless man, and it could be on behalf of whatever god. And I think they would still honor the contract. So I I don't I don't they they're they're tied to the many faced god. Seems it, it seems a different it's almost like a business partner partner uh you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. it's it, so it, it that's where i'm at kind of on that
0: yeah yeah, yeah th- there's just people there's been people who have speculated that maybe afterwards like if as they're getting out like if the other two killed this jack in character uh another faceless man was among them that we didn't know about or whatever takes his face it gets kind of crazy uh but i really think as you say maybe it's just that um, you know, I mean, I mean, there's limitations, you know, not like, not all powerful or whatever. It's still just this guild of assassins where you can be killed. You can be, um, you know, you're not perfect or whatever. You're not, uh, invincible. So, and that's, that's okay. Um, yeah, but then, but then you go down to how was he caught? You know, why was he caught? You know, the whole thing, you know, you start to think like, like, how did he get himself in this situation? Was, is there a reason? Uh, and that's where we went back to seeking out the book uh, at at up at um, the wall, and then going over to Old Town uh, and and trying to get a key to get a, a special book on how to kill a dragon. The whole thing, you know, it's it's just kind of interesting to think about. And then, you know, because later on, uh, it's sort of she stole these these three deaths, uh, which were owed to the Red God, and that's sort of where he's sort of saying, you know, I you know, like basically. We need three other deaths now. You need to name three people to replace the three that you saved. So, yeah. So it still has to be the same Jack. And I think because, you know, again, he's kind of, he's, he's there saying he was one of the three, uh, that was saved or preserved. Right. So,
1: yeah. Let me, uh, let me read you something here. Um, okay. this is a really good, this is a really, really good point here. That's what I love about Reddit, uh, especially that reread Reddit. Cause these, uh, this is a comment here. So somebody, um, commented here this is from one of the ones like seven years ago uh talking about the Arya dream and how the how her dream and how she hears the wolf and how it's it's a very different type of wolf dream than Mm -hmm. somebody else has so Mm -hmm. she says uh so some of these lines here so uh she must have slept though she never remembered closing her eyes she dreamed a wolf was howling and the sound was so terrible that it woke her at once. Arya sat up on her uh, pallet with her heart thumping. Hot Pie, wake up. She scrambled to her feet. Roth, Gendry, didn't you hear? She pulled on a boot. All around her, men and boys uh, stirred and crawled from their pallets. What's wrong? Hot Pie asked. Hear what? Gendry wanted to know. Arya had a bad dream, someone else said. No, I heard it, she insisted. A wolf. Arya has wolves in her heads. uh, sneered. Lamy, let them howl. Uh, they're out here. We're in here. Roth agreed. Never saw no wolf. Could storm. Could storm. Hold fast. Hot pie was saying. I never heard nothing. It was a wolf. She shouted at them as she yanked on her second boost. Something's wrong. Something's coming. Get up. So that's that. That's that section. So mm-hmm. yeah, this person goes on to say, um, y- y- I've they've had several comments. This is this is a piece of the thread. Since so as I've mentioned several times before, that I make special note whenever a line is simply attributed to quote someone else uh it makes me think that perhaps that someone Mm -hmm. is a voice on the wind perhaps future bran or the three-eyed raven you'll notice that every single other line is attributed to a specific person hotline hot pie lami garen roth why wouldn't this line get any uh, attribution? Also take note that the line someone else, um, you know, like so, s- somebody else saying something, said is attributing the wolf how to a regular dream. If you look up the first bolded line, that's the line of she dreamed a wolf was howling and the sound was so terrible that it woke her at once. Um, uh, that Gurr's writing is really quite sneaky. Uh, but this seemed to be a mystical moment. If Arya uh, is Arya truthfully warging in this moment, so I don't know. I don't. I don't think, she, I don't think she's warging if she heard a wolf, right? So this is a, this is kind of a different wolf dream. She's having a regular dream and she hears a wolf howl. The wolf howl didn't come from a wolf nearby that the others could hear with their own ears. So this wolf howl was warning her of danger. If she starts swearing that she heard a wolf and everyone else insists they didn't hear anything. That might arouse suspicion. Uh, so basically, this person is arguing, um, you know, that perhaps this dream is influenced by Future Brand or Blood Raven.
0: Hmm. Wow. Which That's is interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. It is. It's going to be crazy because when we get to I when when we finish this series, more so in the, in, in the show, it's very specific when moments like that happen. Um. When we get to the end of the series, especially with Bran, because I think, again, I think there's there's more reasons that George R. R. Martin, in interviews after A Feast for Crows, and uh, or excuse me, after A Dance with Dragons and before Winds of Winter, has said that Bran is the most difficult character to write, is it really – you think Gurr's lying to us when he says that – bran is the most difficult character write because of his age or do you think he's the most difficult character to write because <laughs> you turned him into a time traveling character that can influence any and yeah. every possible outcome of yeah. any and every scene
0: yeah gosh and then that's that yeah we go back to the old hodor debate and everything and and deciding who that's attributed to yeah the whole thing yeah what what are his powers what can he do um, just because blood Raven says he can't, doesn't mean that he, that he can't, which is odd, but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's crazy. That's that is crazy. It, and yeah, like why not, why not attribute that name to, 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 to someone, you know, you've already mentioned a lot of different people in this group. So why couldn't, you know, why, why can't you just list off another one of those members of the night's watch or, or whatever. Right. Um, yeah, you know, and then, or, or is this someone actually no one? You know what I'm saying, like right, and right. you start really, really spinning it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, as we
1: have a really good, uh, Raven, today. Yeah, uh, we do. Uh, so th- we did a YouTube, uh, video. Uh, we did it in the Facebook group, and um, we we went Facebook Live, recorded it, um, and we were talking about Sansa and the theory of, uh, the Ashford Meadow, right. The Ashford mm-hmm. Meadow Theory. The with Sansa. Yeah. Right. If you go back to the Tourney of Ashford, there's um, all of these characters and all the different suitors. And then Sansa is then actually promised to all of these suitors in like the same order. Um, so uh, anyway, we got it. We got a really good, a really good comment here and kind of follow up. So you can check that out. Uh, check out the full kind of thing on our on our YouTube page. Um, so Emily uh, Waldman comments here. And as I know, you have a big uh, response uh, to this one. Yeah. So she says, hey, guys, interesting theory. But what people always forget when they bring up the Ashford theory in regards to Sansa is that there's an Aaron missing. Uh, Sansa was also supposed to marry Sweet Robin when she first got to the Eyrie, and she really wasn't even promised to Willis Tyrell yet. The Tyrells wanted her to marry Willis the same way Liza wanted her to marry Sweet Robin. So in my opinion, the Ashford tourney in the end doesn't really give any predictions to Sansa's futures. So again, so th- this theory, if you go down the list of all these people that uh, tie into that tourney of Ashford theory, it, it there's an open Targaryen, right, that Sansa may be betrothed to a Targaryen in the future. Um, right? So she says, a a child says Sansa uncertainly. Liza waved her hand uh, negligently. Not for many years. You are too young to be a mother. One day you shall want children though, just as you will want to marry. I am married, uh, my lady, yes, but soon a widow. Be glad the imp uh, preferred his whores. It would not be fitting for my son to take that dwarf's leavings. But as he never touched you, how would you like to marry your cousin, the Lord Robert? I see no reason why you should not be wed soon, as we know your Lannister husband is dead. A secret wedding, to be sure. The Lord of the Eyrie could secretly be thought to have married a bastard. Uh, That would not be fitting. The ravens should bring us word from King's Landing once the imp's head rolls. You and Robert can be wed the next day. Won't that be joyous? Uh, Gratitude will uh, will better become you in your present circumstances. Yes, and obedience. My son will have a grateful and obedient wife. So, right, she is... Kind of promised here to marry sweet Robin. Mm -hmm. So she's saying, in my uh, opinion, Sansa's storyline would be extremely different in the books. Uh, They gave gave her basically the storyline of a different character, and that storyline has already been told. Littlefinger will not be as stupid as he is in the show, and Sansa will have quite different personality in the books. In my opinion, Bran, however, will be the biggest wild card he is just uh 10 and supposed to become king in the end. So I guess we could presume that really a lot will still happen. Uh, and I guess there will be a time jump at some point otherwise he would be king at 12. I think he could be king at 12. but um so you have that Ashford uh
0: thing pulled up here uh as uh, uh, I'll let you go. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and and this is awesome. So a couple of things, first of all, really good comment and, and, and real good attention to detail. And I, I love that anytime we really get into the nitty gritty of these things, I think it's, it's awesome. And so anybody who's willing to do that, that's, that's where it's at. So Emily, thank you so much for the comment and, and just for watching and listening. Um, So a couple of things she has a really good point and I've seen a lot of people debate this, you know, basically saying, how do we account for the idea that Sansa is betrothed to, Robert, And so here's the idea. First of all, just a big overview for people who maybe don't know about that theory or don't remember us talking about it or didn't see the YouTube video. The idea is that in the Duncan Egg tale, um, A Hedge Knight, when we have it, we have a tourney at Ashford Meadow. There is a girl um, who is she is the she's set out to be the queen of love and beauty. And she is sort of, you know, defended by uh, various. Champions. So this is Lord Ashford's, A- A- Ashford's daughter. She is 13. It's her 13th name day. And um, yeah, so to, at the start of the tourney, um, you have, let me see here, who are the, at the start, uh, go back to the wiki page here. Um, you have Sir, Sir Andrew Ashford, Sir Robert Ashford, uh, Lord Leo Tyrell, Sir Humphrey Harding, uh, Prince Valar Targaryen. Those are the original five champions. The only ones that are successful at defending the this this um you know young girl uh, are actually um, Lionel Baratheon, Leo Tyrell, Tybolt Lannister, um, Humphrey Harding, and Prince Valar Targaryen, and kind of in that order actually. And so, what people have noticed is that Sansa, being by the way, uh, thirteen at around the time where she's, you know, she goes from 11 to 13 at one point, uh, Brienne of Tarth is, is looking for a maid of, of, um, of three and 10, 13. So this was this girl's 13th name day. Um, people have made, so I'm going to tie, we're going to tie Brienne uh, in here as well. Cause a lot of people have left that off. And this is a great, uh, theory here, uh, that, that I have in a form of ice and fire. A great place where they're very book heavy, but, um, so yeah, Baratheon, like the connection there is that um Sansa, right, is betrothed to Joffrey. Uh the Tyrell connection is just shortly after that when they show up and Elena uh Tyrell kind of wants to betroth Sansa to Willis, who has sort of a hurt leg, um but you know, uh he's he's I think he's the oldest brother, I think actually. Mm-hmm. Um and then so that was a betrothal that was set, that was set up. And then essentially uh, the Lannisters interfere and Sansa is then married to Tyrion. So there's the Lannister connection. Now, the Aaron connection, you know, how is it that we, we kind of, um, you know, what's up with that? What, why is it we jump to Harding? Why do we skip over um, Robert Aaron? Well, they're side by side, really. And, and this person, this thread I have pulled up here makes the case that uh, essentially um, in the tourney of Ashford Meadow that Lord Aaron actually sent his champion um, a Harding in his place. You know, so a Harding actually is connected to an Aaron there. So almost like as if they're one and the same. And instead of Lord Aaron being represented at the tourney at Ashford Meadow, he was represented by a Harding. And so that's sort of how you get Sweet Robin and Harry the Air, um, Harold Harding, connected if you will in this whole sansa situation so it's what we're what we're lining up for in the title of that youtube video that we made was the idea that sansa will marry a targaryen and we went on to make the case that maybe she's going to marry aegon uh targaryen young griff young griff yeah yeah so another interesting connection though that this theory this thread here that i have pulled up here makes and i'm just going to kind of read some of this um, let me see if I can give credit here to this, uh, user landed lady. Um, Isabel Harper, uh, is, is the, is the user here. So this is really cool. I think, um, goes on to say, I think that these suitors parallel the journey of not one. So the suitors, um, you know, this, this whole connection to Ashford Meadow, those different champions who defended a girl of 13, you know, I think they parallel the journey of not one, but two characters in the main series, uh, Brienne and Sansa. So uh, Brienne, the connection we have when she lays them out here in order: Baratheon. Brienne uh, falls in love with Renly. Um, House Tyrell allies with Baratheon and Mary um, and Mary's uh, Marjorie Tyrell to Renly. Brienne then, after that marriage, joins the Kingsguard. Um, Jamie, So then, now we get the Lannister connection. Jamie and 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 Brienne maintain uh, to keep Catelyn Stark's vow, and Jamie gives uh, Brienne oath keeper. Now, the Harding connection and the Targaryen connection and the uh, connection, I'm sorry, in this person's theory has yet to be seen. They believe that that is coming, that that uh, Brienne is seeking a maid of, you know, three or uh, three and ten and is going to happen to find, you know, there's going to be a and actually and actually they're right. I mean, like right now she's with uh, what's his name, the the. Uh, Sir Mouse, what's his freaking name? Oh, yeah, um, you know what I'm talking about. Like, right, yeah, she comes yeah. across Shadrach or whatever his name is, Shadrach, you know, uh, Shadrach, <laughs> and so, uh, and, and yeah, so she's on her way there and, and comes across, um, these individuals. I think she's going to just sort of similar to the show is going to, is going to come across Sansa and, uh, and may, and may help her and may have some connection or be, I don't know if she's going to be near, uh, this this Harding or or what have what have you and then we're looking forward saying maybe there's going to be a, a possible Targaryen connection so what do you think Sir Matt yeah it could be about Brienne. Uh,
1: I mean it would, it would again that'd be that'd be that'd be really cool because that's how Ger does it Ger loves to just pull the bait and switch on you and he, he pulls I think he knows that people really 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 dive into the series right and are making are making like this is not just like a basic oh okay like who's Azora High, right uh it's it's not surface level stuff it's like three to four tiers deep rabbit holes okay um and I, that's what I think he loves to pull that bait and switch on people oh you, here's this connection I made and a side book that could tie in possibly to the main series you think it's about Sansa but it's actually about Brienne of Tarth and it's just going to take you that long, and so it would not surprise me at all because that's just the kind of writing that Gurr does, right? He loves he loves to pull that bait and switch, loves to make these really deep level connections.
0: Yeah, yeah. So again, uh, which is probably I, I, why I, Winds
1: of Winter is taking so long. He's like, hold oh, on, yeah. hold
0: on. I got to make sure this ties into the yeah. Theory. I got this thread to this tie tie in. into yeah. this yeah. theory and. Yeah, for sure, and, and I, I I guess I want to I'm breaking um, this Raven into two parts. So I still want to a couple more things here. I want to make some similarities between uh, Brienne and Sansa because they're great. Uh, or, you know, the, I'm not making them, but this user is, and I think they're they're awesome. So here we go. Um, both of those characters, um, Brienne and Sansa fall in love at first sight with a Baratheon. When that Baratheon visits the girl's home, uh, both are introduced to House Tyrell. In the series, after Marjorie has married said love interest, uh, both also so again Sansa and, and, and Brienne both have vows tied to Lannister. Sansa's marriage vows to Tyrion, um, Brienne and Jamie's vows together to to Catelyn. So I, you know that's those two seem tied together. And then when you think about a connection to a- Ashford Meadow, Tourney and the suitors and the progression, the order that they're in, it is very it is very interesting. I mean, the fact that the that um sweet robin and aaron is left out but yet in in the order it would be in it would be right before the Harding connection and and the fact that uh, Lord Aaron you know sent a Harding in his stead to represent House Aaron at that tourney I I think is is also kind of cool and, and and fascinating. Um so yeah the idea and this is and I we hadn't we actually I had not read this theory before we started because there there are many different versions of this on Reddit. Uh, and even in a form of ice and fire. So we just kind of went with like connection to show and thought, you know, if it's a Targaryen, well, then it's not going to be Jon. It's, it's going to be, you know, young Griff, which seems easy and, and an obvious connection to make. So to the second half of that Raven, let me pull her Raven up here. Um, she basically alludes to the fact that like uh, Sansa kind of lives out uh, in the show. Jane Poole's. Uh, story arc and she says that's already been done we know what happens with that in the book so that tells sir matt and i they have no idea what to do with sansa they have no idea because when you cut a character like young griff out of the show well then sansa doesn't really you know she can't she can't go that route right because Um, because
1: clearly this is the thing you know we talk about with all the time the show it, did they do they know did they have an outline did they whatever and that's what we talk about over a lot in extended edition on our on our patron series is we try to find these characters and this is how we piece together where they we think they will go based upon what we have going on in the books and how does that tie in with what we know happens in the show because mm-hmm. even, even if the show is 10% the same 100% the same you know I, mean, I, I think I think it's safe to say there's it's at least you know 5% of that's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it, and so it, it, some of these characters got, have probably got to get into some of these roles. Um, you know, the one we bring up a lot, Jor- Jorah Mormont getting grayscale. It's, to- it's, it happens to John Connington in the books, and it's a totally different character, right? Totally, yep. totally, yeah. di- totally different character. Um, type of a, you know, type of a thing. And as, as this is what we talked about a lot in that, in that YouTube video we have up, um, Sansa's like, I, I think she might be the most difficult character because it's wide open, mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. Wide, yeah, wide, wide, wide open beak and, and Littlefinger, too, because you and I both, I think, are in um think Littlefinger's arc in the show. I th- If you really want to talk to somebody, I don't think it's I don't think that I think they had no idea what to do with Littlefinger, because, I mean, yeah, he yeah. is such an important character in the show. Right. Those first I mean, he betrays Ned Stark.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean yep. he
1: he sells Sansa off to the Barathe uh, to the um uh to uh, the Boltons, yeah, Boltons, the Boltons. Yeah. I mean, huge player, and then it's almost like he immediately be, almost becomes a comic relief. Uh I mean it's like they just yeah. clearly didn't know what to do, what to do with Littlefinger.
0: Yeah, and again back to you know Lady Emily uh of of House Waldman makes that makes that that point as well like yeah she she believes that that Baelish Littlefinger you know uh he's not as stupid um as he is in the show and that right. Sansa's gonna have that that very different um you know story arc so I'm I'm 100% right you know and with her what, on this yeah
1: and that's what we, we talked about we talked about the possibility of her marrying a um young Griff in the books and how that would then put her on the side of Varys uh in you know if Varys is Varys is backing a, a uh, a fire pretender possibly you know actual Targaryen whatever um, that then because I do think that it's going to I do think there's going to be that Varys Littlefinger showdown mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I think I think Littlefinger's death is either going to come at the hands of Varys or it's going to come at the hands of Lady Stoneheart mm-hmm.
0: yeah 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 for sure so that, that that'll be a big showdown in the books and and I I think you're right and it's it's like once you and actually you made a good point there once Sansa does go over you get her to the point where if she were to go um and, and be interested in or be someone who is is paired with the Targaryen well then she does enter Varys's you know and, and Illyrio's kind of equation you know it's sort of like mm. what do we do here um and well, so, think yeah. about
1: this, right? You know, a lot of the animosity and the um tension between Arya, Sansa, and John in the show mm-hmm. is gonna be a lot harder to do because of the what's going on with John um with John Ramsey and Stannis. because if Sansa is not a player in that role, I mean, the whole reason that Sansa has some argument over John, uh in, in 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 how winterfell is run is because she's the one that saves the day in the battle mm-hmm. of the bastards she's the one yeah. that got the knights of the veil vale and and won the battle well the battle of the bastards may not happen may be totally different because is not there right mm-hmm. i mean it's so yeah. it's it's so well it's right, so right, right, different right. And it's so much hard yeah
0: yeah here's here's one th- like area where i think and, and again uh Lady Emily kind of said this. I I think it could be very different. Um, Bran being as young as he is, being ten, uh, maybe may, maybe uh, gets to twelve. Uh, if there's a, a jump or whatever, would technically um have a regent? You know, would have someone who I mean mm-hmm. that's Joffrey is supposed to, and you know you have the queen regent, and so really, um, but just he's he's unruly and he's he's you know doing. it. actually, in 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 um blood, uh, fire and blood, that happens a few times where the regents are kind of like, um don't get their way with the king. The king just goes straight to the king's guard or g- goes around the region if he wants to. Um, and so Joffrey's kind of doing that with his mother. So you think about um, Bran and he wouldn't have that. And, and where I think it may be really different is you might not, if Sansa does go with young Griff and is somehow involved in King's Landing and the takeover there, I think then Bran uh, becomes that likely, you know, just in the show, Sansa got to be the lady, um, you know, queen, if you will, uh, a separate uh, kingdom in, in Winterfell right so it, it becomes uh, the north is separated and she rules there maybe that's Bran and maybe she is still south Um, I, you know that, that that's how different I think it could be actually yeah. I'm with so, you man
1: I it's going to be totally different we, we go if you, on our YouTube video we break it down but just even to try and possibly get Sansa to fit into the same role that she has in the shows You'd have to move so fast in the books mm-hmm. because the timing, yeah. as we, we we said all this in that YouTube video, but the timing just doesn't add up. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, for her to th- they'd have to one figure out Jane Poole's a liar, kill her or do something, then have Peter Baelish for some reason sell uh, Sansa off to the Boltons, uh, which makes like no logical sense at this point. Right. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I mean, zero. It makes zero sense at this at this point for that to happen. John's going to have to get resurrected. Stannis is going to have to do a lot of stuff. Uh, and again, Ramsey is not really the villain in the books that he is in the show. I think the show o- builds him up to be a much bigger thing because, one, the Dorn arc wasn't doing as well. So HBO kind of panicked and cut a lot of that stuff out, which in the books is a big deal. Uh, mm-hmm. Doran's a big player, so yep. they, and I think they needed that post Joffrey villain, because if you don't, you need, you need that character that, that the fans that are watching can really hate. So I think they built him up into something where they said, okay, we've had Joffrey. We need to make somebody far, far worse. Cause at the time, who's your biggest villain? Well, you have the night King and then you have l- the faith. Right. I mean, that's kind of your at the time. That's your next kind of villain. So I think it was a lot easier to turn um, Ramsey Bolton, you know, Ramsey Snow into that big TV villain that you just hate. I mean, he literally rapes, you know, Sansa. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, yeah. I mean, literally that 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 happened. So that immediately makes everyone hate him. And then it makes for, uh, you know, a really Game of Thrones type moment when she uh, feeds him to his own dogs.
0: Yeah. Right. Yep. I mean
1: that that may that is like a very Game of Thrones. If you what you know, if you really think about the TV, think about when people are watching the TV show week to week, right, and waiting for it to come out next season. That's a big, huge, powerful moment in TV Sansa's character development. Yeah. Yeah. And. and in the in the in the books i'm not saying she's not going to get those big type of moments but i just think
0: they're i just think it's different because i they're 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 just different characters so yeah well and here's one more thing just as because i i would love um to get more comments and and then maybe another raven from lady emily because i think this is this is really cool and i i I actually like uh where we're thinking Mm -hmm. sansa is going to go in this whole conversation because i'm going to throw one more thing in here for you and this is minor uh, Winds of Winter spoilers. So if you haven't read those chapters and you want to skip ahead, uh, please do so. No worries at all. Uh, so just want to give that disclaimer, minor Winds of Winter spoilers. Ariana Martel is headed to make a marriage, you know, alliance or pack with young Griff, Aegon Targaryen. So I think in Winds of Winter, that's going to go on for a little bit. And I think Sansa is going to be revealed. And, and um, you know, I don't know... If it's, if it's just that she's going to be, nothing's going to happen to Robert Aaron. I think he's safe and he's fine. Although he's sickly and everything, whatever. Um, I think Harold Harding is going to then once Sansa Stark is revealed and the dye comes out of her hair, uh, and she's no longer a lane stone, the people will know that will spread. And then I kind of think winds of winter is going to be, you know, like, like before Sansa and Aegon could, let's say air quote, get together, um, something has to happen to the two characters that they're with, or something has to happen to separate them and make them more open to a marriage alliance. So I think it's going to be really interesting and it's going to move pretty quick uh, maybe. And that, that has been the case with Sansa. I mean, she's gone from suitor to suitor to suitor, you know, uh, over so many different books. So it can totally happen. Uh, but I just think it's something to keep an eye on and, and to watch out for because that's really where we're at. So yeah, that's great. That's great. Yep.
1: <sighs> all right well hey guys continue to send us ravens and if you guys want us to talk more about um because i think it's it's a lot of fun talk if you, there's specific characters you say you want us let us know um how is this character gonna fit in how's the character's story gonna play out in the books right or you know based on what we know with the show how's this character does the character fit in send us a raven you know at btkcast at gmail.com or on our website uh benny uh podcast uh you know.com or on our youtube you know, you can comment on some of our YouTube videos there, or, or Facebook page, or whatever, and we will continue yep. to discuss them because I think it's a, I think it's a lot of fun and I think it's really interesting. Um, yeah, because there's some characters look pretty pretty. think like, like Tyrion's probably going to be pretty similar. That's Tyrion's pretty easy to kind of fit in. Um, Jorah Mormont, kind of easy, but a little different because some of his stuff might be played mm-hmm. by a different character. John. Yep danny you know like uh, (laughs) then then you have then you have those characters lady stoneheart young griff uh oh yeah they're not even in the in the show how's that how's that play at the hound um so you can kind of talk about uh some of those characters uh so yeah should be sure to send us a a raven on those so all right guys well uh anything else as here before we close up shop
0: Uh, no, you know, just thanks for all the support, uh, over on YouTube. It's been great to see the subscriber count go up. We love you guys, uh, heading over there and subscribing. And, uh, so this week, you know, we, we're again, uh, next week I'll have internet. We'll be back with, um, and by the way, when I say internet blazing internet, so get ready. Um, it's going to be awesome. And we're looking forward to doing more hangouts and discussions and, and things like that. So, um, that, that Facebook, um, live that we had the other day was was actually freaking amazing and we've been looking forward to doing that so it just takes me you know a week uh, or a week and a half to kind of get that ready and then it's go time so really looking forward to it this is a great episode it's a lot of fun and uh we're really getting fired up and and have we have we actually have a lot more i want folks to know like a lot more that we are prepping and and on the back burner like theories that we're looking into and this this big um Sort of uh, doc that we're working on We're marking and laying out where everyone is At the end of the series and then Pushing forward with theories and trying to make connections Based upon evidence in the book And the show so Mm -hmm. Yeah and uh, mead meat and
1: cheese uh, Is coming uh, I think this weekend So just doing the the Final final preps for that gonna film that and then Get that edited and posted on YouTube as well Um, So yeah guys well if you guys want to Follow us on social media You can follow me on at on Instagram or Twitter at Super Games Rose. you can follow Ezra on Instagram or Twitter at WompRat 2 m And guys, we have also been doing a lot of hangouts. As we're going to be doing uh, kind of live hangouts pretty much daily. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We've been we've been we've been doing a lot of hangouts on Twitch. Uh, you can come over there, talk Star Wars, Game of Thrones, um, anything you want, really. Um, sports, anything. We're just hanging out on Twitch. Just. Come yeah. on over there. It is uh, Twitch TV backslash Box Trick, which is the name of my video game and my video game podcast, stuff like that. But we're just over there hanging out, so feel free to come on over there and just uh, talk to us pretty much anytime because uh, <laughs> yeah. we've been live over there quite a bit. So quite a bit. Yeah. All yeah. right, guys. Well, we want to thank you for playing The Game of Thrones. In our next episode, we will be discussing Chapter 15,
0: Tyrion Three of A Clash of Kings. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will
1: see you in a week, and remember that the night is dark and full of terrors.